Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sit Down with Simoneal. I am your host, Simoneal Zar, and today we are on our second episode of the segment Dad and I. I would like to welcome to the show my father, Dr. Zar. Hello, Dad. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right, everyone. So tonight's episode, we really thought a lot about what we could bring you. And we decided to bring three things that are going to change your life forever. Advice from my father, Dr. Zar. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dad. So what are the three things that can change my life forever? Okay, so... um... This is purely my opinion, and it uh, it comes from the fact that <clears throat> um, I applied it on me, and that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, the three most crucial things that can make a real person out of you, or which can make, or which can which can keep you. Um, how should I say, developing all the time? Mm-hmm. Categorically, I'm going to tell you now. The first thing is your vocabulary. Oh, wow. Okay. So whether you're an English speaker or you are any other speaker of a language, your vocabulary should be immaculate. Because... For you to become better, you have to be able to interact with other people. Right. And for you to make an impact in your life instantly, you need to be able to speak the language, different languages. So when I say vocabulary, I'm also referring to languages. Mm-hmm. If you can learn, for example, two or three extra languages in your life. Mm-hmm. This would be followed by the second most important thing which will change your life would be traveling. Mm. The biggest challenge of uh, human life is its ability to continue and move on into the unknown. Right. We were all happy. We were all a happy world just like four months back. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, five months into 2020, which is supposed to be like a very hip year, it's all gone. We're all in shutdown. The whole world has come to a standstill. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you could speak multiple languages, and if you could speak it with that with that level of expertise, mm-hmm. change your life drastically. Wow. Now, okay. you... You live in an English-speaking country, so let's assume that you knew French or German or you knew Chinese or Arabic or Persian. Mm -hmm. Imagine the kind of impact you can bring by serving as a bridge between your country and those those countries. That's very true. That's very true. I never actually thought about it that way. Yes, people, I'll tell you something very funny because I always forget. Years, years ago, when I came to the States, uh, when somebody would say, I don't care, mm-hmm. 
I took it like as a very derogatory expression because mm-hmm. from where we came, mm-hmm. uh, we cannot say it out loud. Yeah. But the connotation to be I don't care is not like negative mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. So, I, you know, two of my nephews and one day I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to take you guys out for ice cream. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hop along and they go, we don't care. And I was like, what on earth? And, and then I didn't take them. And they went back to the mom and told the mom, they look, <laughs> promised to take us for ice cream. And then he doesn't, didn't take us. And she asked me, did you promise? I said, yeah, but they said, we don't care. So she was in fits. She said, when they say we, we don't care, that means we care. All right, we, we want it. Mm-hmm. So whether you give it to us, whether you... You take uh, whatever it is, we'll be happy either way. So then you have to do it. Now, this is non existent in many parts where English is spoken, this expression. Mm-hmm. That sets you know, Americans apart from the rest of the world. This one single phrase, I don't care. Received hmm. as the most selfish expression. That's so true. One can have. <laughs> yeah. And the way Americans think of it or the way they talk is just a part of the normal life. Mm-hmm. The, the, these three words, I don't care. Because when you constantly, repetitively say it, then there comes a time you become real selfish. Now, the mastery of language wouldn't allow you to, uh, would automatically put a restraint. Mm. You're not going to be talking all of that. So you're saying with mastery of language also comes a certain type of refinement, right? Refinement and wisdom. Wisdom comes with that. Right. I do not believe in the IQ IQ thing which we have. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a member of a few high IQ societies mm-hmm. and I find them extremely stupid and I don't understand what difference does it make if I'm able to answer a mathematical question, mm-hmm. if a bird flies eastwards and goes to the left, to the from there it goes south and then goes to east and then mm-hmm. goes to west, all these kind of questions. I don't know how can you judge the IQ. Mm-hmm. Look at a painter, look at the musician, Mm -hmm. look at everybody who creates. Everybody who is capable of creating Mm -hmm. is a person who's extremely high in IQ. Wow, that's very true. Yeah. I feel like, you know what, another thing is like, if, if you're a person that can really express themselves in the best way possible, you're smart. Because you know why, Dad? Okay, as I'm growing older, I see so many people have communication issues where they feel certain things, but they're not able to express how they feel. And I find this a lot, especially with men. But honestly, like, I don't want to, like, just say men because I find this with women as well, where it's so difficult for people to communicate in a good way now. You know, I feel like also with, like, the like this whole texting era well instead of spelling like you know instead of like writing 
forever you just put for and ever or just like though is t-h-o or just like different things like that you know so i feel like you're right like even that itself like i just feel like it's so hard for people to now really express themselves you know and also it's really hard to find people that speak kindly that speak softly yeah i was coming to that part but let me tell you books do not refine you mm. they give you the knowledge it is That's the interaction which refines you mm. so these are two separate things that's why i said number one is the mastery of the language mm. true, true how to express true. how to express your um for example anger mm-hmm. or remorse or any other emotion thing. yeah emotions in 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 a very very subtle way that the other person it hits hard on the other person mm. or how to express joyfulness mm. and so on so forth so uh, it has to be you can i it's your own style whether you want to keep it simple or you want to go hard on uh, like a t- tough tough uh, usage of tough words which nobody mm-hmm. knows my my um, impression is that it depends on your audience if you're writing a book for the academicians uh, or for academia then you can write whatever you like you can be a the shakespeare but if you want to give a message across to the common people you should be able to use extremely well uh, orchestrated um combinations of words which have not been used earlier mm. and they will uh foster themselves and embrace everybody Wow. Okay, so the first thing that can change anyone's life is to master language and master words. Yeah, not only their own, not only their own, mm-hmm. but also one should be uh, maybe you know bilingual, okay. three, four languages. Because look, look at your life. I mean, it all it takes is about six months. That's true. To become fluent in 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 one language, and you spend another. Six months to a year or two years, start reading books and from and now the, because of the internet, everything is available. So yeah, you can that's get very yeah, true. That's true. all the literature on the planet. And imagine you are a businesswoman and you you come to um, you go to Japan. Mm-hmm. You go. You're an American who's going to Japan and goes and does business there, and you speak Japanese. they will do business with you as opposed to anybody who cannot speak japanese and they'll trust you more that's very true which will change your life yeah that's very very true i never thought of it that way honestly okay so yeah. what is the second thing that is something that can change anyone's life forever travel travel that's right that's right and so what is the third thing now um the third um it, it's a tough one some may agree some may disagree mm-hmm. it is that ability to forgive oh and forget wow that is so on point that 
Oh, that is very true. I think forgiveness forgiveness is not for everyone. Not everybody has the capability to I don't believe it. I do not believe it. You don't? don't, When people tell me forgiveness is not for everyone, I so tend to disagree. Because this is is their own escape. Don't you want to be forgiven if there's something between you and me? Yeah. And then you realize and I don't forgive you? Yeah, I would feel really upset. What are you going to What are you going to think of me as a as a man? Not very kind. So, so wouldn't somebody else think the same way if you cannot forgive them? Yeah. Look, you got to be strong to be able to forgive. That's true. Forgiveness is an act of the strongest of the strongest. If you cannot forgive, no matter how strong you think you might be, how powerful you are, you are nothing. Dang. But do you think an yeah. apology is needed to forgive someone? No. You don't think you don't so? Need... No. Hell no. Are you... you think I, I need an apology from, the, from my life? From the people who have done bad to me? No. Wow. I don't need How do you apology. forgive someone? How do you forgive someone so easily? Because honestly, and all to the audience as well, my father, all his life, this is one thing I can say is that he has been a very forgiving man, you know, towards his children, towards like everyone. And I don't know how you do it. I'm not saying that I keep grudges and stuff, but to be honest with you, I don't like forgiving people unless... It's from my heart, you know, and that well, sweetheart. Very often. <laughs> I'm I'm a man who believes in death. Mm. So if you're dead, you better be remembered as somebody. I mean, the maximum people can remember you is like what one generation. You yeah. know your grandfather. You do not know your great grandfather, who was my grandfather, who actually raised me. Yeah. Nothing about your great grandfather. You know about your grand. You know nothing about your grandfather. Yeah. You know about your grandfather comes from me because I, he's instilled in my heart. Once I'm dead, my dad's chapter is closed. That's true. He'll only be like re- reminiscent in the books or in your. Oh yeah, my dad used to talk about his dad. Yeah. Your kids will not even know me. Huh? That's not true, Dad. <laughs> so uh, don't we don't we don't we continuously forgive the fact that we'll be forgotten? That's so true. That's so true. Wow. So, but what if someone has done something to you that is so painful that it's hard for you to forget or forgive them? I've killed them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Forgiveness should not be uh, forgiveness should not be confused with weakness. If you think that you're going to forgive somebody. But it usually is. That's the whole point, Dad. No, for example, let's, let's assume you and I fight, mm-hmm. and then you, you're the one who's at fault, but I forgive you. Yeah. There are two ways of 
the, 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 and I'm trying to just put a few things in perspective. So one, mm-hmm. I'll forgive you because I love you. Mm-hmm. And I would generally say, okay, let me give her a chance. She's my girl. Mm-hmm. The second, I could also forgive you from the fear of losing you. Yeah. That would not be forgiveness. You mm-hmm. would think that you have uttered from your mouth the words of forgive you, but you haven't. Mm. Wow, intense. Intense. Yeah, so you got to keep moving on. You got to keep moving on. It doesn't matter. Trivial, small things, they don't matter. But if you have to put up a fight for, for on, on principles, die for your honor. Don't let anybody step on your integrity. Yeah. And if the thing that they have, then deal with them from that perspective. And if they come to you and ask for forgiveness, forgive them. Wow. 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 That's really intense, Dad. (laughs) I don't know what's intense. I'm just giving you what I think is. Yeah, I think I'm giving you and your audience (laughs) something to adopt. Well, no, because you know why? It takes a very strong person to even say that. Like, basically, what I heard from you is that, listen, if you have to go to battle, go to battle and be ruthless. But the moment the other party is, like, extending a olive branch of peace, not only consider it, but take it. Exactly. And then when you're going to the battle and you think that the other party is weak... Back up. Why? I want to win the battle. Why? There's no battle. Battle is fought between two, the, the two of the same Equals. strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I hit a 10-year-old or a 5-year-old kid and I think that I've won the battle, that okay. shows your mental, mental uh, how, how, what kind of a retard a person can be. And that's exactly how we abuse power. What do you think happens? I mean, if you look at the case of George Floyd. Yeah. Where there was abuse of power. That's so true. Pure abuse of power. Yeah. Very sad. Very, very sad situation that's happening. In United States right now, you know, and I feel like what we're going through will be all written down in our textbooks, in our history. Textbooks. Do you know how, how strange it is to, for the rest of the world, uh, when they see all of this? Yeah. Especially in the United States has lost its international audience big time wow. since 9-11. Not only the world, U.S. shut its doors on the world, the world is also shut in the same way. They reciprocated. And, in, and maybe, maybe furthermore to that, mm. <clears throat> you, cannot, you cannot be a, a bully mm. when you can love Wow. Or you can forgive. Or you can be the big brother. 
So they need to they, they need to understand they have to stop bullying independent nations around the world. Yeah, that's very true too. Wow. I thought you were going to give advice on like lose weight, feel great type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my business actually. <laughs> I know. But wow, your advice was like, you know, like things that I never really think about, but they make so much sense. And it's true, dad, because like, thankfully, you know, we've traveled a lot. So we've seen that, but I really feel like every time I have traveled, I have learned more about myself, you know, and, and this is going back to the second point you made, right? Like three things that are going to change your life. Number one, have command over your language and speak other languages. Number two, travel. And number three, be forgiving. Um, I think travel itself. Um, it will teach you. Is... Traveling is, is basically uh, a, a university. Oh, wow. A university. Exactly. Wow. What you cannot be taught in a traditional class, your traveling will teach you right. It will teach you so much, you will be amazed. Wow. What, is, what do you think is the biggest thing you learned as a traveler? Someone who's traveled a lot. Wow. Be, uh, be very polite. Hmm. Be humble. Because you're not only representing your own country, you're mm -hmm. also interacting with people of another society mm -hmm. and judge you. Mm. So there's no bigger act in life than being polite. Wow. Although I confess I'm not always a very polite person. I mean, God forbid, if I have a fight, I fight to death. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would not. Yeah, I'm not a guy who's, who's going to spare. That's true. But then there's a very fine line between not being abusive with the power. Hmm. I'm not talking about just physical fights. I'm talking yeah. about the. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm referring to the, to the intellectual fights and the, the economic fights and all that in medicine. I'm mm -hmm. with everybody. Wow. I see. I see. What is the most fun country you travel to ever? Um, fun country? Mm. Explain to me your idea of fun country. Like somewhere that you went and you, you had a certain type of expectation like, oh, it's going to be like this. It's going to be like that. But it was totally different and you had a great time and you loved the people, the food, you know. Fun. Uh, I think I've loved all the countries. I've loved everybody, all the people. I cannot say that if, if I mean, a few places I really, really loved mm -hmm. Greece. Wow. Very beautiful. Wow. Then mm. Turkey. Yeah, Turkey is uh, always a favorite for everyone. Japan. My God, Japanese have the highest standard of politeness and humanity on the planet. Really? 
Yes. Extremely, extremely modest people. That, that's actually true. I have heard they're very modest. But if I have to opt for one country where I want to go and live all my life, Hmm. New York. Really? Well, that's not a country, it's a city. But no, 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 no. I knew this was coming. <laughs> New York is a country. <laughs> it's 10,000 miles from the rest of the United States, and it's about a million miles from the rest of the world. That's what I've always said. That's... You know, it was my kind of hometown. That's where I'm yeah. up. My dad's a New Yorker, you guys. Yeah. In his heart of hearts, he's from New York, okay? Yeah. Third of Brett. Yeah, that's crazy. The, the, the worst... The, and if you're a New Yorker, you're like cutthroat competition. Yeah. And I've heard what, that about that. Yeah, and then you can also detach yourself from the cutthroat competition. Look at how people are stupid enough to fight over money or, you know, yeah. we're talking about big corporations <laughs> and big corporate takeovers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It's a crazy city. It's a fun city. My idea of fun is New York. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I believe that's all the time we had for today. Thank you so much for being part of my podcast show, Dad. And uh, starting this segment with me, um, I really appreciate you staying up so late. And because uh, my dad is in Lahore right now, you guys. So we have these conversations like continents apart, literally. And dad is always kind to stay up and, you know, uh, <laughs> have conversations of <laughs> such sort at all kinds of weird times of the night. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the weird right. morning. You're trying yeah. to tell in polite way, <laughs> my dad is a weirdo. <laughs> no, I would not. I would not say that. But uh, I actually never thought you were weird in my life, Dad. I'm not kidding. Like you I never what? thought. One of the greatest. Hello. Are you there? Yeah. Well, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. It yeah, totally I got totally cut, got off, cut for off for a second. The best compliment mm-hmm. I ever got was from somebody and um, a big guy. Big guy means mm-hmm. a world world leader. He's so oh, I've okay. never seen somebody as crazy as you are. He yeah, said he that. He said you're the craziest man I've ever known who walked the planet. And I said, I was in fits, and I said, why do you say that? He said, and this is the greatest compliment I can give to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's mm. cute. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dad. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on today. Thank you very much. And... Uh, Hopefully you can join us next uh, Tuesday for another podcast of Dad and All right. All right. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I just wanted to remind you to please follow us on Instagram under the Sit Down with Simoneal. We come out with new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Simoneal Sar, and also find me on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Bye-bye for now.